1: Sports Radio, 929 game 929 Game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 18th day of September. Hit it. See, I like that. You like how I walk that right up there? Yeah. That's the old music DJ envy. How about that? (laughs) Uh, I hear some background noise. Does that mean our guest is ready? We say to you before we get to her, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Villa Rica.
2: Villa Rica, Wildcats.
1: Yeah. But they're they not doing as good as the Brunwick, Brunswick program this year, are they?
2: Brunswick's off the chain,
1: man. I got that right too, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I didn't say Bainbridge. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't say nothing about, well, that other thing that could you. Larissa, we miss you, girl. Good morning. <laughs> we miss good you. Good morning. Good
3: morning.
2: I miss y'all through. How are
1: you? That's like our niece, right? Yeah, I know, Larissa. It, man.
2: I'm so proud of her.
1: Congratulations <laughs> on being a mo- Last time I, we talked to you, you were single. At least on the air.
2: Yep. You were yep.
1: single. Now she like doubled down, <laughs> didn't she? Yes, yeah,
2: she did. She's done the doggone thing, man. She's doing it, and now she's back with the ACC network. Richard, talk about talk about the, the life. First of all, life the last twelve months.
3: Oh man, life the last twelve months is has been wild. I'll tell you that much. I am a new mom. For those who don't know, I had twins—a boy and a girl—and so. It's crazy that they are now 11 months um, planning their first birthday party. So that's insane all by itself. Not only that, but, yeah. of course, like trying to get back in the swing of things at work. So, it's yeah, these last 12 months have been, they have been amazing and busy and just eventful every day.
1: <laughs> Here's what I want to know about people who do this, who have that first birthday. Ain't the birthday more for the adults it really is. It, it, is. Really it, is. Really it is. ain't like you gonna We're get really a comedian. No, <laughs> no, for the kids, right? And, and the
2: kids not gonna remember. They're not gonna it.
1: remember nothing. Probably be sleep ten minutes yeah. after you get started. You can put them down. <laughs> all the grown folks out there drinking brown liquor. Um, <laughs> have you noticed personalities between the two of oh. them? And how how shocking oh, is sure. that to you? It for sure see the personalities, and
3: I saw those early. Like my baby girl Raya, she is the ringleader of the two right now. Um, she is the, the more adventurous, the mm-hmm. more determined, like outgoing baby. Whereas my son, he just, like, his, his nickname is Lil Bam Bam. Like, he just wants to bam all his toys together, break stuff. Like, he's smiling and laughing. Like, but he But he's chill. He's like a super chill baby. But don't give him a toy you don't want him to break because he will break it.
2: Wow, wow, wow. We're excited to spend some time with Larisha Harris this morning. And she is social. Yes, she is. You can find her on Twitter at Larisha underscore H. Larisha underscore H. <laughs> all, all lowercase. Okay, let's do a gig. She's like <laughs> our <with> <laughs> <she's laughs> like uncles are here. <laughs> tell,
1: tell Pretty us, soon she's going to put a baby in our lap and say, hey, uh, hold, no, on, yeah, yeah, hold on, dude. Here, hold on.
3: <laughs> tell us you know, where I'm you, always up for babysitters. I know, so, that's know.
2: right. That's right. You, you, <laughs> hey, You know what? That could be fun, Greg. We could yeah, do that. we, we do we, that. We I, Oh man,
1: babies love me. I'm their emotional equal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Larissa, tell you tell us where you are right now at this time on Sunday morning and, and, and why you're there.
1: I am
3: um actually sitting on a plane in Charlotte, headed back home. I uh had a game yesterday, Virginia versus old dominion on acc network and so i am up early trying to get back home so i can see my babies and rest but uh yeah i had that yesterday and it was man it was a game like it was it was crazy all the way until the final seconds it was the first time that virginia has won a game in the final seconds with a field goal with no time left in clock since 2011 so i mean it was ooh, yeah it was a game yesterday
2: you, you Greg and I were just talking about the difference the transfer portals is is making and and, um, and maybe this, the COVID year, you got guys out there who have got 401Ks now they've been playing on the college football <laughs> so long. But that's Old Dominion is one of those schools. The Sun Belt, you know, they got those kind of players and they're creeping yeah. up on people. I mean, Old Dominion is new in that conference. They beat Virginia Tech already. So, I mean, your thoughts about mm-hmm. having teams like that. We saw what Appalachian State uh, did. Thoughts about that being yes. a bit of a change,
3: right? First off, did you see what Appalachian State did yesterday? Like yeah. that miracle throw with the pop, and then they take it in for a touchdown. The, the look of the draw is, like, all in their favor right now, okay? <laughs> because App State is just on a roll. Yeah. But the Sun Belt, like – some of, they have really good teams, and I think the transfer uh a part of that to credit because they do have a lot of those guys coming to those schools, and then not only that, they have players who have been there and who have endured with them, and so that chemistry is there. They the competition is there, and I think they are putting that you know and, and showcasing what they can do you know on the field. Old Dominion! First off, Old Dominion! Their guys were huge. They have this uh, the, this tailback who was like six 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 and he he was so big but he was so good like and I think that's what um I think that's what people you know have been wanting to see from the Sun Belt, and, and that's what they're getting now and they're letting people know like hey this conference is here to stay and we got some good guys over here too and we can put up some competition.
1: Sam and Greg with Larisha Harris, our niece on sports radio ninety the game, ninety two nine the game Not literally, but we feel that way about you. What's going to go on? What's going to happen with this conference? I mean, as you as you sit and listen to what is being done around the entire college football landscape, it seems like okay, mm-hmm. two of them are in good shape right now, but we don't know what's going to happen. You know, in the middle of the country and out west, and we don't know what's going to happen with this ACC. We already got basketball locked down, but when it comes to football, and you got you got this independent with half their toe stuck into the conference, meaning Notre Dame, mm-hmm. although they're not setting the world on fire like they have in the past. What do What's the conversations you hear about what ACC wants to do overall as a conference to stay competitive?
3: Well, first, we got to congratulate Notre Dame for getting a win yesterday. That was huge for them um, and also for the new head coach, right? Yes. But if, as far as the ACC goes, like we, we know they're getting rid of the divisions already. And so I think now it's either you're going to have to get with it or you're not. And I think the direction is going into – okay, they're going to they're gonna make the changes necessary to make this program the, these programs what it needs to be in the football spectrum because that's what they want. And I think there's really no other choice because of the way the landscape is going, because of what we are seeing across the board. Like I said, you're going to get with it or you're not. And I think, again, the direction is leaning there. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. Spending time in the way for a hotline with Larissa Harris before this flight takes off. I was about she's to say, right they're now. making
1: you put your trays in upright <laughs> position. Feedbacks. <laughs>
2: <say so>. <laughs> Florida State wins Friday night, Florida State 3-0. How, how, how important is Florida State's success to the conference?
3: Oh, it, it's so big. And I think it's what people have been wanting to see for some time now, right? Like, we know just how bad it was at one point. And so to see them finally have some success and to see that consistency there, like I'm happy for Florida State, right? Like, I'm happy to see it because – Covering them for the past couple of years, and especially since Mike Norvell took over as head coach, you know, he's been so consistent with this message. And a lot of the players will tell you that. A lot of the the coaches will tell you that as well. Like, he's been consistent with everything. And I think they've now hit that point where it's like, okay, all the guys values, all the guys understand what's being done there. They have the right bits of different areas that it pertains to, like, the players and the coaches. And so just to see everything finally flow and that success is there, it's so, like, influential across the board. Because we remember the days, like, when those Florida schools were just Bomb, and that competition was there. So you saw it between Miami and FSU, and you know, having those Florida schools and having like teams like FSU be at the top of their game and Brand have that success, I think is what the conference need needs just because of the rich history that's there from previous years of them playing.
1: You know, you got to need more than just uh, you know, Florida State. This conference needs a few other powers to step up that used to be powers. We talked oh, about okay. Miami earlier. Earlier on, Clemson can't be the only player when it comes to football in this conference. So we will see the evolution as it as it plays out here. But Larisha, before we let you go, we got to let you spread your pro wings a little bit here. You've been watching what's see. going on with the Falcons. They of this season, second game, got the you know revolving door at the quarterback position. Maybe we'll see. But uh, your overall thoughts on the Falcons so far?
3: Listen, I just <laughs> I'm, I'm going to remain hopeful with the Falcons. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Even though I haven't, I honestly, I have not been as impressed with what I've seen. Okay. And specifically at the quarterback yeah, position. So, I'm just going to, to say I'm going to remain hopeful. Congratulations. And Congratulations, you're that
1: you're I, I'll just leave it right. at that. All right. <laughs> we got to let her go, yeah, man. you got to let her go. She's getting <laughs> <laughs> instructions. She's getting instructions. LaRisha, don't be a stranger. All right? And and God bless you and the babies.
3: Yes, thank
1: you. I miss y'all. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Marissa Harris joining us. You 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 can't be messing around on these planes these days when they're giving instructions and disrespecting flight attendants and all that. I hope she wasn't in the exit lane. You know, you got to give the, are you willing to assist in the case of emergency? I'm talking to Sam and Greg right now. I I can't help nobody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really. And we, you didn't, you didn't mention swampland not once. No,
2: no, no. I, I, I didn't get a chance to ask her about HBCUs. She being a Bethune Cookman alum, and just a thought about what's happening there and the attention that it's getting, especially with her being involved with ESPN. I mean, uh, John Grant, friend of the show, uh, executive director, of Celebration Bowl was was together with LaRisha. They had a big uh, meeting with ESPN people uh, up in Charlotte before the season started and we said, Yeah, I saw Larisha, we spent some time and talked there. So I'm sure she has some special thoughts too about HBCUs and what they're doing and what Jackson State just poured it on again yesterday, put on Grambling, um, and, and what things are happening. So of course Jackson State got a big game with her school in Jacksonville. Uh they're gonna play there. Of course you know, Coach Prime ain't too crazy about that game. No. He's like why are we going why are we going to Jacksonville? What are we going to Jacksonville for? <laughs> he, he he's upset about that. He he wants all his games in in Mississippi.
1: And they finally they finally got some drinking got, got water back. The
2: water, right? Yep. <laughs> man, did
1: you have some other scores? I know you wanted to knock out during uh, no, this whole segment here. Come back to him.
2: We can come back to him. We can come back to him. We, you know, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I just want to. We were able to get her on and get her thoughts. Uh, yeah, we missed her, and uh, it's great. Really, so so proud of her and what she's doing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What is laughing, time, man? Because every time we
1: first started having Larisha on, and I was doing casting call, and I'd I'd hit this movie with with um. Michael B. Jordan in it and she go, That's my husband, the in, husband my head. in my head. That's yeah. my right, husband right. in my head. <laughs> I will always oh, think about that. Gosh, yeah. Speaking of which, we got a brand new casting call up online if you want to go check it out at Okay. Greg uh 929 thegamecom slash casting call. Of course it's at um, get cast with Greg on Twitter too. But that just, was
2: pleasant conversation we just had. The next conversation may not be so pleasant because we're going to talk about golf and this Live tour against the PGA Tour and somebody who's covered golf for many, many years and has some very strong thoughts. Scott Michelle is going to join us next. You don't want to miss this. It's Sam and Greg with Eric on the other side of the glass on a Sunday morning, a game day Sunday. Thank on Sports you. Radio ninety two yeah. ninety Game and 929thegame.com. Sports Radio, The Game and 9290Game.com. Sam and Greg, so glad you are taking us along with you if you're moving around on this uh, early Sunday morning. Of course, you know, we have our essential workers and frontline responders who have to work, and we appreciate the job that they do. They have to keep moving even when other people are off and a lot of time that requires working on weekends. So if you're working, we say good good morning, a special good morning to each and every one of you. Uh, so glad you're listening to Sports Radio 929. The game to start your day, to start your game day. That's why we say thank. You. Yeah. That's why we say thank you to absolutely. the
1: folks in, Villarica.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Forgotten? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So glad you're with us this morning. Um, what you got? What you what you you? No,
1: no, no. You, I'm ready to go here. I'm I'm just trying to get uh you know, I'm I don't want to get into a back and forth too much with our next guest but I, okay. I think we I think we're on opposite ends of, of what we're going to discuss okay. but well, it we'll has we'll made see. news either way it really has. and there has been nothing that has been good great whatever in this country that there wasn't a period of time when there was a transition when there was you know it's not come through struggle all great things have come th- come through struggle okay now, whether this becomes great well we'll see
2: We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And especially it was in the States this week, this week in Chicago, talking about the Live Tour. But here's someone who keeps an eye on all things golf, and he's joined us a number of times before, especially getting set for the Masters at Augusta. Yes. Uh, yep, yep. Scott Michelle joins us. He keeps an eye on all things golf uh, everywhere these days and doing it with uh, GlobalGolfPost.com. Post, Scott, welcome back to the show. Welcome, Thanks man. You. Thanks for joining us. Um, and obviously How all doing? we're doing great, all right. but we really want to check in with you because, uh, much is being made of this tour and, um, get your thoughts on it right now. And the impact is making, and do you think it's a good thing or you think it's a bad thing? Well, where are you on live tour with golf?
4: Well, it's certainly making an impact. Uh, I mean, that is indisputable, uh, whether it's good or bad. Uh, people have different opinions. I'm, I don't think it's good for golf uh in general because I think it's splitting golf uh at the highest level and it's disruptive and it's not providing a product that many of us, uh, including me, uh are really interested in seeing. Uh I don't really care for a fifty-four hole no cut exhibition against a handful of really good guys and a bunch of Midland uh senior tour in waiting guys. Uh and, you know, so the product that Liv puts out does not appeal to me and is not interesting at all. But I do think it's, it's been a disruptive force uh, for change uh, on the PGA Tour that might be better uh, for that in the long run.
1: Do you think it'll ever become something watchable for you?
4: Uh, no, I mean, I'm such a, a committed uh, non-observer that I would have no idea what's <laughs> happening in Chicago right now. I mean, I honestly don't. I, could, I can, you know, ascertain the fact that Phil Mickelson's probably not doing anything interesting again uh, because he's passed his, uh, with you his window of, of, you know, relevancy, uh, other than the fact that he's a disruptor now like Greg Norman is. And so, uh, you know, I, you know, it just, I, I don't. You know, I'm with John Rahm on this A 54 hole, no cut uh, competition uh, between guys who are already paid. Uh, you know, how much money they get does not matter to me. Uh, you know, maybe their little their, their team uh, structure could be interesting at some point, uh, but not in the format that it is in right now. Uh, I just don't find it appealing or it has no history. It has no relevancy to me. What are they playing for other than money?
1: Well, that's you can say that about a lot of sports, but no, listen, I, I feel what you're saying. Scott, uh, Michelle joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You sound like a... I've been playing golf since I was eight years old. I don't know that it's fair to call mm-hmm. you a traditionalist, but you sound like somebody who is uh, entrenched in what golf has been and what continues what it strives to be moving forward. But I, I give you this example and, and again, not to change your position. I like racing. I like open wheel racing. But there's a difference between Formula 1 and IndyCar. But the cars look the same. My point for saying that is why do you not believe or you just don't want um to make room for golf being played differently as far as how they score it and the, and, the, and the and the traditional way they have done it to something a little bit differently because if you like golf you you like golf, if you like golf shots, you're going to see some golf shots being made. Your thoughts on that?
4: Okay. Differently is not playing 18 fewer holes. What, how is that uh, different in any way other than they're playing 18 fewer holes? Uh, differently is not having the, the same 48 people who really don't have anything to lose because the last place guy is going to make $120,000 uh, this week, uh, regardless of whether he shoots three rounds of 85 or, you know, shoots in the in the 60s every day. I don't see what's different about this, other than the team element of it, which has not really been compelling thus far, but I can see how that might, you know, one day be, if they, if they get this set up the way they want to, and, you know, have really structured teams that might have any kind of balance. Right now, I see two teams that are probably any good, uh, and the rest of them, I'm like, they have no chance from week to week. So they're just all going to be second to Dustin Johnson's team. Uh, so, you know, I don't see what's different about this. They have a shotgun start. They still play slow. They still play uh, in order. You know, though one time I tried to follow along, it was difficult to follow along because, you know, this guy started on the second hole and this guy started on the sixth. And so I don't know what's ahead. I don't have something to look forward to. When you watch the Masters, you know, you, you know what's in front of the guy. Right. You know, oh, he's still got two far fives left, you know, to get through. So I know he's a stroke or two back right now, but he's got something in front of him. How do I know this uh, watching a live golf event? Uh, it's, a, it's very hard to keep up with. So I don't think, I think it's different for the sake of being different. Uh, it's not bringing the best golfers together. You know, it's got a handful of guys, uh, a couple of which I like watching play golf. Uh, I enjoy watching Dustin Johnson play golf. I enjoy watching uh, Cam Smith play golf. I think Cam was a huge loss for the PGA Tories, those short game, you know, savant. Uh, but the rest of those guys, you know, for the most part, I find very unappealing. I've uh, never enjoyed watching DeShambeau play golf. It looks like a robot was sent out there to, you know, lash at a golf ball as hard as he can. Uh, Some people like that. I don't. So I don't know what this is providing me. That's different. Mm -hmm. It's just being, uh, it's it's just golf in a a different format. What I, I I wouldn't call me a traditionalist. I'm not a PGA Tour, you know, uh, apologist by any means. I've been, I've angered them very often through the last 20 years. Uh, I don't like everything that they do uh but i understand uh what's at stake each week on the pga tour and there is something at stake uh you're playing you're playing in a meritocracy you're trying you have to perform to to be paid to succeed to continue playing i get that and when you win the memorial tournament or you win any tournament it matters you know you've got your career set for the next two years you know you you know, you've got something to to win. So that's what I like about, uh, you know, the ecosystem as they call it, as it exists. And and this just has not done anything that I find intriguing.
2: Yeah, yeah, folks. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Scott Michel, Global Golf Post. Uh, .com, some thoughts on this. Let me ask you something, Scott. We, we, we knew that when the – not the current USFL, but the original USFL came, and they pulled some players that were some names. They got some guys to come out of college mm-hmm. and go and sign with them, and they landed in some cities and did some things differently. Some people, that's an inferior league. I don't want to watch it. NFL is real football. But once they shut down, the NFL put teams in Tennessee and Jacksonville, two places the USFL did are there some things you're seeing from Live that the PGA Tour could turn to and try uh, from watching this? Because that's what I see happening more than anything. They're going to see some elements from this and say, "Okay, we, we can do some we can do some tinkering and change some things around." You see some of that might happen.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm certain some of that will happen, and some of that is happening
2: uh, at least in terms of trying to get the best players
4: together uh, more often. They've already uh, put out a plan to try to do that uh, and that you're going to actually see better golf on the PGA tour because of this lives disruptions uh, you know you're going to see those guys get together more often at, at, at events uh, they do need to go into some markets better you know they've let go of, of New York and Chicago and and Boston which I don't understand uh, why they have uh, and so you know live is is you know been able to find it and it's going into weirdly the biggest markets in the country uh you know try to figure that one out you know the usfl went in smaller markets yeah uh but uh but yeah the pga tour needs to 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 get better about you know going into places and giving people around the country more opportunities to see it rather than have five you know events in florida and five events in california and that kind of stuff. So, and maybe there's something to this team thing that they could could to, to pull from down the road.
1: Scott, as I listen to you talk about, you know, answering Sam's question, but also there are some things here and there. There's some crossover uh, elements to what both are doing. And as this plays out, look, at what you've railed against is not going to be the same probably in the upcoming years. This is the first year of them doing this. It's a work in progress. And, again, I don't know how successful it's going to be, but there are some names that you mentioned. Some of these top guys, Cameron Smith, um, and, and I agree with you, by the way, with, uh, with DeChambeau and, and Mickelson, but there are some other younger guys there who have made this jump because there is something about the way the PGA has done some business that has made them feel like, I need to go over here and see what's going on. Now, yes, you could throw the money part of it in there, but that's all sports. We, we could we could bring up every sport that we talk about here in this four-hour show and and pick out athletes who are there or making deals, maybe taking them away from the team that might have a better chance of winning just because they're going to get money at this particular city or that team. I, I guess what I'm asking is, as you move forward in the upcoming years, could there be some sort of middle ground that they start doing that will make you pay attention a little bit more
4: well i'm hoping that the, the middle ground that they find is that some sort of uh, agreement where they can you know mutually exist in this world and not take away from the other uh when it happens i'm not sure that will happen as long as greg norman is the figurehead on the other side because it's personal to him and he's not done live golf or himself uh, or the, the players who have signed with him any, any, any good service uh, with the things he says and the fight he's chosen to pick and the way he's handled it. I think if, if they had gone with a, a more middle of the road guy, uh, somebody who knows golf, somebody who's, you know, uh, they had a guy named Sean Brachis was their second in command who quit because of the stuff that Greg was saying uh, and stupid things, comments he made. If they had him in charge, there could be a peace broker and some sort of mutual thing there. But <laughs> if you're going to try to move in and be a 14-tournament player uh, 14 tournament event that requires everybody to go, everybody, there's no room for that and the PGA Tour for those guys. So some somebody, something has to give, and I don't know if it
2: will until Greg's gone. Wow, wow, wow. You're giving us something to think about. Scott, what, what do you have coming up that, that we should watch for and, uh, and, and read?
4: Well, right at the moment we're uh, you know we're in the in the throes of the end of the PGA Tour's wraparound season, so I don't have a whole lot going on except I'm going to Mexico for that Maya event, uh, and uh, in November, so that's my only uh, tournament that I'll be going to there. But then starting next year, I'll be back on the majors and the players, and I I do those for the Irish Examiner, so I cover Rory and Shane Lowry and those guys and the rest of the tour for them, and so. Uh, that's uh, that's on my horizon. This is sort of my off season now that the PGA Tour is going to once have once again have after this year.
2: All right, fantastic. Well, Scott Misha, we always uh, great to catch up with you. Appreciate you spending Appreciate some it, time Scott. with us, and Thank we'll you. be we'll be circling back with you. But thanks so much for the time. You're welcome. Take it easy, guys. All right, all right,
1: all right. Well, listen, uh, at some point we're going to pick this up because my opinion really hasn't changed, and he said some things, but I know you wanted to get in there. Yeah, he's he he. he yeah, Listen, as golf changes, so does NASCAR. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Some good things happen. Some things you got to keep an eye on as this season winds down. We're in the playoffs right now. We're going to talk about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 The game 929 game.com. It's Sam right? On this 18th day of September, how you doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just hurting, man. I just, I'm just you gonna I'm, be all right. I'm gonna be all right. I'm just, I'm just hurting right now. Hey, Sam, did you know we're gonna be talking Falcons, more NFL action? We talked a little, um, Atlanta United, too, and some Hawks, whether it's any of those teams, whether it's music or news. We can give you all of that, everything that Atlanta needs, right here on the Odyssey app.
2: There you go. Did you
1: know that? Hey. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. There was something else I was gonna, I was gonna throw out there, and it was, what, what was insignificant what information.
2: Was it? Well, just shout out to some folks. We always talk about HBC. You talk about you know, you know, football, and yes. we didn't get a chance to talk with Rich about that this week down at South Fulton Tennis Center, um, down on the south side of town. There, um, they had the HBCU National Tennis Championships. And HBCU uh, tennis teams from all over came to participate. It's an annual event that some people know about, but a lot of people don't know that Mm -hmm. it happens here in Atlanta each and every year. So it was good to go down there and see the coaches that come. Not all the teams are there. I mean, post COVID, some problems, you know, programs having just the funds or priority with the athletic departments at some of the schools. So there were some schools that we would normally see that didn't make it this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it will be there. But shout out to, uh, to Nitra, her her folks, uh, Xavier, uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Always strong. Have a very strong tennis program and um, and Coach Allen Green. Uh, just great to see them out there. So tip of the cap to everyone. And yesterday they had a combine for uh, the coaches watch. You know, junior players who were looking for scholarship dollars. They had players flying in from other cities. Really. Because where else are you going to have all these coaches in the same spot? That's true. So they had some players flying in from places like Texas uh, to come in and basically audition for these coaches for opportunities to uh, get some scholarship dollars to play tennis at HBCUs. So it's a a unique. And they do that every year. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, uh, that's neat. And they love it here in Atlanta because they know this is a fertile recruiting ground for tennis. I mean, you know, a lot of young people whose parents participate, play in leagues, that type thing. And. You know, willing to spend the money for the, you know, for the training uh, that's necessary to play at the collegiate level. So I talk with several coaches, says, yeah, this is a great plot. We love to come and play this tournament, but I also like to come here and get to meet meet some players. Um, so that's the other thing that's great about this area. So it's a, it's a really cool event, and they have it this time of year each and every year. So glad that it's back. Uh, you came back last year after being off year uh, for for, uh, for COVID-19. So Everyone had a, had a good time. The players were happy to see each other. The coaches were happy to see each other. The great fellowship, but some good competition, too. That's some folks out there that wanted to win. That, that Tuskegee team was mean.
1: The mean? Oh, man. You they don't see the, mean tennis players that they, often, no, do you?
2: No, man, but the Tuskegee team came. To, they they they, <laughs> they were playing around, man. So was it, it just because the they
1: were big, or they just have a gnarly uh, no, just, just look on their face? They
2: just had that serious thing, and when one was playing, the others would go to that court to – just you know, you know what I mean. They, they they it was a team. Individuals playing, but obviously a team spirit. Right. And so that that was that was fun to see.
1: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game ninety two nine the on this eighteenth day of uh, September. I was something else I was going to tell you, but you got oh, me so oh. captivated with the story you were just telling, I forgot oh, what it was. No, what's wrong? I, no, there's nothing wrong. It just was something that was like I got all these notes and stuff that happened this past week. One of the things was, did you see that they um after last week's. Colts game, that Matt Ryan got to sixty thousand yards. Ah, he got he achieved he got to a level. I think there's only been seven other players, have got sixty thousand yards, and they took the ball that he made the last last pass pass with that got him over sixty. And of course they take it and they put it in the back there, and then they're gonna they mounted it. Okay, right? and everything has a serial number.
4: <laughs> did, did you
1: see this? Oh. They could, they had a nice little plaque there commemorating Matt Ryan um, sixty thousand plus yards in the NFL. And they put the ball up there, and then of course in in a plaque they had the serial number of the ball. Okay, two eighty three was the number. Really, two eighty three. <laughs> now think about that for a uh, second. Put a little put a little dot between. Yes. No, they
2: didn't. <laughs> It just 28 won't. Twenty-eight to three. He can't get past stop. that. It just won't stop.
1: Two eighty-three was the number, and it it's just, sitting right there. It just won't stop. For those of you who don't know, um, just you need to go back, and it's it's kind of a reference to the Super Bowl when the, uh, the Falcons were up twenty-eight to three over the Patriots. Yep,
2: yeah, it just won't and go we, away. We know how that happened. It how that turned out. It won't go away.
1: <laughs> Sam and Greg uh, again on this Sunday morning. Now, one of the things that we had talked about. Throughout this NASCAR season, or at least the last month or so, was what Michael Jordan had been doing with his team, and 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 changing around some drivers and getting this car ready. Basically, he was pulling what we said was the NASCAR version of punching uh, Steve Kerr in the chest. Yeah, when he played with yeah. the Bulls, yeah, to get yeah. their attention to let them know this: we need to step up our game, everybody. Yep. And and Bubba Wallace got the message, yep. and it took him a minute. But immediately after, you know, is Bush going to come? Is he going to drive this car? Is it, well, what's going on? He starts finishing. Was it the top ten? Oh it was yeah, the top
2: five. Qualified on the pole. Yeah. Um, just was running up front. And last week, when everybody was, I won't say everybody, but more people were watching, week one of the NFL. Yep. Bubba Wallace gets his win out of Kansas, and um, it was big because he's, you know, he changed over the car. Remember. You know, Kurt Busch won early in the year in the forty-five car. They backed out from being in the championship chase, but by that car staying out there and Bubba taking that car, they're staying in for the owners' championship. That's right. So they're still a, that that, that twenty-three eleven is still a contender for the owners' title. And we, so, and you know that that's the thing. And by getting that win last week, that that, that helps him in, in that way.
1: You we always hear about ex-athletes especially the great ones who don't find something that gives them that same thrill that gets their blood percolating the way it did on a game day. And that's something that they miss. And they try to find a lot of them more so than others, but they try to find that something that gives them an edge. And we known throughout his career and we found out post career that one of the things that made Michael Jordan great was that he will grab fuel to help his game Anywhere he can. And so now that he's not playing anymore and he's got his toe in a a couple different sports, but we're talking NASCAR and we know about his team. And I believe the driving force behind whatever he does with NASCAR is the fact that he's trying to get what Joe Gibbs has got. He's trying to get into two Hall of Fames.
2: Well, he's lined up with him because those, I mean, those, those, those teams that's are, what I'm are aligned.
1: He's trying to get into the second Hall of Fame. Now, it took Joe Gibbs a minute, yep. but Joe Gibbs is there. And his commitment to NASCAR was beyond reproach. We, I mean, you almost had to freak. And that's the thing about Joe Gibbs, man. It's like he achieved something, and all of a sudden he has this reset button on the fans that watched him do it. You got to remember, this dude won three Super Bowls, three different quarterbacks. Okay? And then when you talk about the all-time great quarter uh, coaches and you got to win one game, you'd be hard-pressed to find people who would pick Joe Gibbs unless you're from the Washington area that would pick Joe Gibbs first. So he does that. Then he gets in a NASCAR, who no unless you followed him personally knew that this was an interest of his. So he gets in a NASCAR and becomes a relevant owner right away. Right, I mean right away. And and there's people who actually have to go I, Did he used to work in football? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the, the attention span we have. We've seen it. We've we've seen it with John Madden. Rest his soul. He um, uh, you know, was being questioned by younger folks. Is that true that you used to coach football? We just know you from the video game, right? Or we know you as an announcer. Same thing with Joe Gibbs. My point for saying that is, it, this is what I believe is Jordan's focus with his money, with his attention for NASCAR. Yeah. And to do it and be a champion with a black driver, that's also part of it. So you put all that stuff into a blender, and he will then have not only the the title that Joe has, you know, being in two different, but he won't have it with a black driver. And I think that's what Michael Jordan's.
2: Uh, well, they're, they're just a change is. in landscape of, of of NASCAR, and which which is which we talked about a, a time or two, and. And continues. That's something else that happened as well. As you mentioned, Joe Gibbs, I mentioned that Chris Buescher was your winner last night. They raced under the lights in Bristol Nighttime Race. Chase Elliott, the defending champion, finished second last night. And William Byron, those are your top three after the race. Now, the big news this week, obviously, was Kyle Busch. And he makes the announcement yeah. <laughs> of all plays. He makes the announcement. You just mentioned the Hall of Fame. He makes the announcement at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And he gets the microphone and says, I'm taking my talents.
4: <laughs> I'm taking hey, my talents
2: to welcome North Carolina. Welcome North Carolina is the shop for Richard Childress Racing, right. uh, known famously for in the days of Dale Earnhardt with the number three car. That was where their garage was uh, and still is to this day. And so he's leaving Joe Gibbs. Uh, they waited all year to see if they were going to work out a deal, and pe- people kept saying the deal was coming, the deal was coming, the deal didn't show up. He's going, and not only this, Greg, it's big for him to, to, to go over there. But it's the brand he's changing from Toyota to Chevrolet. There are no more brand loyal sports fans in any sport than NASCAR. There are people who are Dale Earnhardt fans that won't buy anything but a Chevrolet. You think you know that's I mean? still relevant? Yes, very much, very much. There are people that I mean, I can't think of no other sport where people are so loyal to a brand, or if you have a certain sponsor on your car. Well, that I you know, that you know, I understand. That, that, but, I'm but, just but, talking but, about the brand of yes, car, not the Special. brand of car. Because well, man, for so people long, people the money but, to but, just so, like decide but that. But sometimes. for so long, you didn't have a foreign car enter right. into NASCAR. It was strictly American-made cars. Kyle Busch has done a lot to make that you know Toyota legitimate in NASCAR, going out and winning all those races and being a contender each and every week. And people can say what they want to say about it when he gets out, takes a bow, and have the crowd booze. and he loves that. By the Need way, Dead black hat, he loves it. And now here's this guy that people have booed and, and not been in love with the brand, and he's coming over to a brand, a place that people revere because he's in the garage that used to be Dale Earnhardt's. I think he's supposed to drive the eight car, not the three. was just thinking, what would that be like if part of his deal was that he would get to drive the three car?
1: It would make complete sense because we're talking about somebody who wore the black hat, and we're talking about the guy who was the original
2: Black hat. Yeah, but nah, but, but the but man, I, fa- fa- I mean, I get fans it. would lose their mind, but for a minute because they see, would. I got, they, they got, would.
1: We got past seeing the 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 the, the, the North Carolina colored number forty three out there with somebody else driving. We got used to that. It was yeah, awkward, but it,
2: but it wasn't this guy. I get it, but listen, you talking about the King Petty? Petty hadn't put anybody like this in his car. He can't put nobody like like Kyle Busch in, in 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 his car, and, and that's a different thing. And Childress is able to do that. He's supposed to come in and drive the eight. Remember the the, the eight uh is, is being given up by a driver who's gonna come over to twenty three eleven. So that that's the that's the other part of it. So it, it's just a big shift for a guy who uh and Austin Dillon supposedly was involved in helping to recruit him over. Right. And he is children's grandson who does drive number three right now.
1: And I just think that we and we talk about it in other arenas, but this is you can add this to the list of things where tradition just seems to have gone out the window, and people don't care. And by the way, that would make a great story, and maybe make make me tune in if they say we're going to push. Well, just push, to see people. Yeah, we just want bu- to see. Yes, that's right. Boo and, it's a and, business. And At the end of the day, it's about what does Don King say? I don't care what you say about me, long as you tune the. You know what? In that's all that matters. And so to have that story and to have it play out in a way that you never thought, just the way you described it, they would never think to put that person in that car with that reputation. But if you do that, you get me to the TV, and I'm watching.
2: You watching for the race? I'm you, watching. I'm just watching. Are you watching to see if the crowd throws chicken bones I on the I might be track. watching
1: for that, too, long as I tune in. Get them quarter hours, man. <laughs> get them quarter-hour points. Yeah, I'm, I'm tuning in. Because, listen, there's nothing more boring than perfection. Nothing. And so you give me something where there's a possible possible upheaval going on or some people got something to say or somebody might say or do something stupid before <laughs> the race, then I'm tuning in for that. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be entertaining. We are moving into the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to switch some gears here. If you were not tuned in Friday night for the biggest show, one of the biggest shows at the station is a Friday night high school
2: scoreboard show. In the tri-state area.
1: Hosted, well, sometimes it moves to the mountain area. Sometimes it's in the Great Lakes area. Sometimes it's in the Gulf states. Uh, <clears throat> but we can put it back in the tri-state area this week. Uh, Mr. Crenshaw, Chris Parker, and a host of others, including our producer, Eric Slaughter, bring you everything you need to know what's going on with high school football. But Eric
2: finds the food. He does? Oh, he'll tell you about what he found. When he come with okay. yeah, well, me. Okay. Well,
1: one of the signature segments of that show is School Days. They talk to an all-time great, not about their pro career, not about their college career, but what they did here at high school. So We're going to let you know who the guest is, and we're going to present that uh, radio replay, if you will, coming up top of the hour. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.